Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Caligaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. And today, I am thrilled to be joined by Div Menicum, Director of Portfolio Messaging for Dell Boomi. Welcome, Div. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, I'm super excited to be here. Hi, everyone. My name is Tim Manikam. I lead the portfolio messaging team, uh, formerly known as product and solutions marketing. And I'm excited to share the evolution that we have gone through in Boomi, a Dell Technologies business. Great. Well, let's start with just a little context for our audience about what Dell Boomi is and what they do and, and how kind of your background and brought you to this role. Perfect. So, uh, Boomi, we recently went through our uh, branding as well as part of our Boomi World Conference. And the role that I play and uh, what Boomi does, we help our customers and our partners accelerate their business outcomes. So when you're thinking about technology, people, and processes, and how to make all of those things work together, that's where we come in. So if you have legacy applications and you're wanting to move to the cloud or looking for the next step of digital um, transformation, bring us in and we can definitely help you achieve those uh, business outcomes. Uh, we have an intelligent, flexible and scalable platform as a service. And this is where uh, integration is core of, to what we do. But we also support our customer use cases on master data governance, API management, B2B EDI management with trading partners, as well as Flow, which is our workflow automation and app development platform. That's a big solution you guys have. <laughs> and hence the reason why we are renaming our work to portfolio messaging, because what we do is not just one product. We have five platform services and we support solutions as well as uh, industries. And we have taken a consecutive decision of looking at five industries to start but that's one of the evolutions of product marketing itself. You know, when we first started talking, what I found this so interesting because it's not unusual to compare uh, product management and sort of portfolio management and talk about those and how they relate. But the idea of product marketing and portfolio marketing has so many parallels, but I hadn't really heard about it. Can you talk a little bit about how you made that transition and why you made the transition even in the name? Sure. Um, and I, we've done two things. So when the team started um, two years ago, we were product marketing and we had solution marketing. And we were bringing the team together. So we renamed ourselves to say, hey, we are product and solutions marketing because that's what we did. And then quickly as the team grew, we started supporting our platform. So the five platform services that we have we started supporting five industries and we also supported the numerous solutions that is being derived from that platform. So we made two decisions, which was first to not call ourselves product anymore. We are supporting portfolio needs for the organization. And then second, to not just call ourselves marketing and actually be laser focused on where we provide value to the organization. So the challenge that we were having is uh, and, and one of the changes that we had as an organization was also for our team to be as part of the product organization as compared to a marketing organization. And these were critical um, because we started realizing that 90% of the teams that we work with 
are with the product management team. If you look at um, if you look at it as a circle of life, right? Portfolio messaging and what we do is at its center and core, and we support uh, product marketing, sales, business development, right? The partner ecosystem, as well as even the services and the um, the professional services, the customer support, customer success, all of those teams. So everything that we do at its center, um, and that's why we started defining what our disciplines are and. We wanted to make sure these disciplines were data-driven as well. So at our core, 90% of our focus needs to be on messaging and positioning. If we can get that piece done right, then everything else is a subsequent conversation. So whether you're thinking about product and solution launches, whether you're thinking about buyer persona or audience growth, competitive intelligence, market presence, platform solution adoption or industry growth, these are all part of what we do on a day-to-day basis. And everything that we do then feeds into respective teams. So you can think about the marketing team and the team interlocks with integrated marketing campaigns, content development. You can think about the interlocks with sales enablement. You can think about cross-functional initiatives that happen. So all of these things started working together. And that's why we look at ourselves as that central point, working with product, sales, marketing, and services to kind of expand that. So if you if you were to look for like one statement of how we define portfolio messaging, we translate Boomi's business objectives, market opportunities, and the portfolio of offerings into a cohesive audience-centric buyer's journey. And that mapping happens because our team is the voice of the market and we listen to our buyer persona needs. And we're delivering that inside across Boomi organization. So when you think about portfolio, it's not just the collection of solutions. It's really about, um, it's really about addressing the problem of a specific persona mm-hmm. in whatever collection of solutions that takes. So very persona centric. Exactly. So um, if we have a tagline, uh, the way we look at ourselves and what we do is we are market driven and persona led, right? Um, if a company or any organization says, hey, we, we are a platform and we can solve everybody's problems, that is true. But then that means we are not laser focused. That means that we are not channeling all of our efforts. And so we quickly realize that uh, if we are not all aligned, right? So product sales and marketing, if we don't have that alignment and have those priorities locked down, then we could all be doing 10 different things. And those 10 different things would give us an output of one X, but if we were all focused on one or two things, then we could actually amplify that to a 10 X result. And so that's where we are working on bringing that alignment across the organization. Oh, I love that market driven and persona led. Love it. So as you've shifted sort of the positioning of your own group, Mm -hmm. um, how does that affect kind of where in the organization you sit or, or does it affect where in the organization you sit and, and how you interact? For sure. So we looked at it as two lenses. First was role clarity, right? Um, When I asked the product organization, their immediate reaction to what we do is, oh, you are marketing. So you are responsible for printing our presentations. Can you create a collateral or a solution brief? And then can you update websites of primarily some of the responsibilities that they think we do? If you ask the marketing team on the other side, their reaction is, oh, your product. So you are responsible for giving product updates to analysts. You are responsible to 
um, help with sales enablement? And then at its core, can you just take all these complex features that we have and simplify those so they are more value-based outcomes? And that's that was the crux of why we started kind of thinking about, okay, where do we really provide value? And if our team's job is to help position our products and our solutions in different industries and for different personas, then I think it's upon us to also think about where is the value that we provide and how are we uh, differentiating ourselves in the market? And so we looked at that as an exercise to say, okay, where do we spend 90% of our time? And 90% of the time that we spend is with the product management group, right? Um, and that's why being as part of the product organization was critical because if we didn't have alignment with what our product management counterparts were doing or where their focus and priorities were, then it didn't matter what we wanted to do on the marketing side because we didn't, we didn't do a good job of bringing that value out in the market. And so that's where um, even Boomi took on that initiative to say, okay, PMs and PMMs need to be better aligned them into product. But that doesn't mean that we don't work with marketing. That doesn't mean that we don't work with sales. My thought process is we could sit in any organization within the company because the reality is we work with everybody, right? Um, there isn't one team in the company that we don't talk to uh, on a regular basis. And so that's kind of the ecosystem that we are in. And so when we look at that, it's primarily product, second comes marketing, third is sales. If we figure out that aspect and bring that cross-functional alignment, then we are all marching towards the same goals. And then we can actually achieve the results that we want. And then we can work with customer success and business development and kind of build that momentum from there. Well, and, and I do think in so many ways, product management and product marketing are just two sides of the same coin. And if they're mm -hmm. aligned, then, then if they're aligned in a lot of ways, the company's aligned, right? Because they're the hub and all those spokes that reach out to the different groups then are on one page. That is exactly right. And that's also one of the reasons why we selectively chose the word portfolio messaging, right? At our core, and, and we can call this portfolio messaging and positioning, if you will. But at our core, if we get that messaging and positioning done right, because uh, in the past two years that I've taken on this role, nine out of 10 times, anybody reaching out to me, whether it's pre-sales or whether it's um, sales, account execs, every, or even the partner teams, right? The partner marketing teams. The question that they ask me is, hey, we are working with X. Can you build up messaging and positioning for Boomi with X? And if I cannot answer that question, and if I cannot take the time to do the due diligence and the research to better understand that synergy, then everything else that I do after that doesn't really matter because I'm, I'm painting a high level picture and our job and the reason why product marketing exists in this industry is so that we can go one level deep from the marketing folks, right? Um, because there, there is a varied a variation of how you think about marketing itself. There is partner marketing, there's field marketing, there's demand generation, there are so many aspects of it. And one of the uh, interesting articles that I was reading recently was about being uh, having a product led growth. Um, and we are driving this also in Boomi, where we are looking at having PQLs as part of our uh, funnel so that we're not just thinking about MQLs, but also as PQLs. So if you look at SaaS and the way the industry has evolved, right, like there's a huge change in business models. And the number one reason why customers are with us are because they love our product and they love the experience that they have with us. 
And so when we think about being product led, this is our opportunity to kind of shape that in the organization, shape that across in the industry and um, kind of bring those aspects together. So think about customer lifetime value and what that means, right? It's no more, yes, you are, um, you actually close an opportunity and now you have a customer that wants to leverage your platform or your tool. But now you're saying the value that I'm going to get released from these customers are three to five years down the line. So I'm, I'm invested in the customer just as the customer is invested in me. And that's a shift that is going to change how we function. So if you think of product as part of an experience, right? When you think about customer experience, the change that's going to happen is product is the experience. So end to end your customer journey is when the customer looked at the product and when they actually um, gained value from the product. So they're they are like tightly integrated and there's that stickiness factor that we can see. And it's our responsibility to get that message and positioning out there in the market. So you talked a little bit about tracking uh, PQLs and tracking mm -hmm. LTV. Are there other mm -hmm. metrics or uh, kind of KPIs that have shifted as you've gone to this more broader view? Uh, good question. So there are two aspects that we look at, right? If um, increasing that customer lifetime value is important for us, then we should be thinking about platform adoption. So how are we measuring platform adoption. And this means we have five platform services and out of that, even if customers are leveraging two of those services, how are we driving that? The second aspect is looking at industries and industry penetration. So we have five industries that we are focused on. And as we drive more momentum into those industries, are we seeing an increase in uh, industry per penetration, and then are we also seeing an increase in new buyer personas, personas we have never seen before in our market. What have you seen shift at Del Boomi as you guys have started to evolve the product marketing or as now portfolio messaging organization? Uh, the shift has been primarily being more product-centric, um, actually driving uh, product conversation more than the product as part of an experience. So when we look at uh, product launches, this was something that was important for us this year, right? Once we got our messaging and positioning nailed down, we wanted to look at product launches and actually define what a product launch meant. Um, nine out of 10 times we have had people say, oh, um, we just, and, and we have a monthly release, right? So folks would say, oh, you just had a release. So that's a launch. Um, and if you have a monthly release and December is the only month we don't release, then you have 11 launches. And then we have had folks where they say, um, you just had an announcement, so that's a launch. And we had to retrain ourselves and re-educate uh, the organization to say, those are all milestones of a launch. When we think about a launch, it could be a six months duration, it could be a two year duration. So some of our tier one launches, uh, we had a pre-announcement last year. We went GA with the features this year. We had uh, an early adopter program. And then we actually uh, talked about going GA as an announcement this year. And then we'll be tracking and measuring post-launch uh, success metrics to look at it again into next year and see how we have gained customer adoption, how we have drove uh, platform uh, more cross-sell upsell opportunities and all of those things became important to us. And that's where even up-leveling our conversation and actually becoming more strategic in our uh, thought process was important. 
Um, and that's that's the shift that we are seeing uh, in Boomi, and um, I, I believe even across the organization, across uh, different teams, where they are starting to see more and more value from um, just the thought process and how we are thinking about frameworks and ideation, right? Like we actually have a conversation with Dave Daniels next week to look at our first launch and see, have we been doing justice with how we've been thinking about launches, whether it's the tiers that we have, whether it's the risk factors that we should account for in these, and what type of launches, right? Not every launch is treated the same way. So. Uh, super excited to actually have those conversations with Dave next week, but that that is where we are today, and we're driving some of them. And I know Dave is is definitely looking forward to going out and working on that lab with your team. So, if someone was looking to make this change within their organization, mm-hmm. is there one or two pieces of advice, and even maybe lessons learned as your journey has gone on that you would share? For sure, um, I think it's also a matter of. We never have enough resources, right? Uh, there's a lot that we can do. So prioritization and focus is critical. Um, as a first-time leader for me, it was important to set, uh, build an, and empower a high-performing and mindful team. We grew about 3x uh, from 2017 to 2019. So we have 12 team members today. And each of us have our own areas of expertise. So it's easy for us to kind of go into our um, area of expertise and kind of say, okay, that's what I want to do. I'm going to get it done. We forget quickly that there are other teams that we are working with and they might not have grown at that same scale. So making sure that we are laser focused, that we have um, like what one of the things that we did in Boomi was we said, yes, we have maybe 10 buyer personas across the board, but let's focus on the five. And across sales, uh, business development, um, across the whole inside sales, across sales engineering, let's all build our stories for those four, five buyer personas. And we actually have names for those buyer personas. So they're real people that we talk about in our in our meetings. We're not just saying, hey, CIO, we are saying, Marta, our CIO has this as their problem. How are we helping them, right? So those become a part of our day-to-day conversations. The and, and the main part is making sure we have that product sales and marketing alignment. Because if we don't have that, then it doesn't matter what you do, uh, what content you build, um, how much of uh, how much launches you are putting out there. Because you can do, always do a launch from the marketing standpoint, right? Um, but you also have to bring other team members in. This is where you bring our, uh, and th- this is one area where you would start bringing other team members. And we looked at it across the board to say our buyer personas are our step one. Our messaging and positioning is our step two. And then we'll be ready to actually think about product launches because then I have a better sense of what I'm launching, what, when would these customers actually care about the things that I'm trying to launch and help position that in that light. So that was critical for us. So as we started defining the teams and when to bring those different teams in as part of those launches was super helpful because then they started realizing, okay, we are part of the solution we are not just being brought because they want to launch and I am um, getting visibility in this way up front. The second aspect was us bringing the different teams together and actually doing customer research, right? Customer and market research. Because as you go in and we are all going into FY, like 2020 planning and everyone's thinking about what's next, where is the market evolving? So 
So always think about bringing market research into whatever you're trying to do, whether it's content development, whether it's the next uh, set of solutions that you want to uh, build together. Look at where the market's going and ask the questions of what is the industry asking for? What are our customers looking for? What are the things that we haven't really thought about? And this is a great opportunity. And I, I highly recommend everyone to be thinking about those aspects as you think about 2020 planning. All right, Div, this was an outstanding conversation. I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to hear about the journey at Del Boone to portfolio messaging. And I do hope that you'll come back sometime and share as you guys continue to evolve and progress and we can all uh, learn from your learnings along the way. For sure. And one um, closing comment, right? Everyone's on, everything's always on fire and everyone's project is a priority. So our job, we have always been filling in holes and now it's our time to actually step back, identify what the top cross-functional priorities are, and then help drive revenue, help drive sales opportunities and allow our team, the portfolio messaging team to focus on messaging and positioning so you can actually leapfrog um, the market as compared to just keeping to your day-to-day. And one thing that has helped us is maintaining those objectives and key results. And we have been socializing OKRs so that there is transparency into where our time is going, where our efforts are, and we basically have it posted on the wiki. So leverage frameworks that are out there. Pragmatic has some really great frameworks to help you um, not have to think about, okay, where do I get started? But it's up to you to prioritize which ones do you want to work on. So thank you so much, Rebecca. I truly enjoyed this conversation and I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you in the next session. Great. And I think that's such a good point in, in product marketing. We are always under fire. We are always, there's always something we need to be doing. And if all that urgent, it's sometimes uh, easy to miss the important. Mm-hmm. And if we prioritize that, it really makes a difference. So, yep. all right. Uh, thank, thank you, you. Div. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career.